This is a show about getting spooked for fun, and neither one of the hosts are associated with the attractions discussed in any way, except for those skeletons in Devin's closet. Some topics may go from ghoulish to ghastly, so viewer discretion is advised. Welcome to The Great American Scream. Um, you know, we're not recording a podcast or anything. I'm just talking to you as my good friend. Um, Ezra and I are deciding uh, on making our big move out to out of New York uh, at the end of our lease this year, and we're thinking about moving out to the into the great unknown, the West. Uh, we're thinking about moving to LA. So I wanted to ask you. Uh, you know, I know a lot about LA. I'm very excited to move there. North Hollywood is kind of the neighborhood we're looking at. There's a lot of dance studios around there. We're very excited. Uh, but I thought maybe you as my good friend and ghost expert could give me like other cool stuff that maybe like I could show to my new cool Hollywood friends that I know stuff about Hollywood, but um, the spooky stuff. So okay. at parties, I can be like, I know that I, I might be new to L.A., but I know where the ghosts be at. So yeah. can you give me so. something? <laughs> I so I I have never been to Hollywood, but if there's one thing I do know about it, is that that place is chock dang full of ghosts. That makes sense. It, <laughs> it you know we talked last time about how ghosts give cold spots, so you want to keep ghosts around in L.A. because it gets pretty dang yeah. hot. Also, any place that is old like that is going to have ghosts. <laughs> New York, all old, old places have ghosts. Has ghosts. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> Things so, that are old and have ghosts. Places. That's the that's, that's the end of my list. Um, and not only are there a number of famous Hollywood ghosts and haunted places in Hollywood, but a number of films that seem to have a curse following them. And I know oh. you're gonna you're gonna have your your big break into the film industry. So right. I want you to be careful. You well, let's be honest. I already movie. had my pretty big break. I was on one episode of of Comedy Central's Nora from Queens. So but, let's let's be honest. I'm already a F list celebrity. Do you know for a fact that 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 production is not cursed or haunted or haunted? Maybe one. Maybe Bella Heathcote was actually a ghost. Well, we're going to have to take like let's, keep our eyes peeled for the signs. What are the signs? We're going to find out. The Hollywood sign? This episode is the great American. The scream. great American scream. <laughs> da -da -ba, da -da -ba. <laughs> Um, I almost yes. started doing the, the the Adventure Zone theme song, which is not our theme song. One day we'll play like Monster of the Week or Call of Cthulhu or another horror based. Uh, That'd be so much fun. Yeah, because I DM anyway. Monster of the Week. Devin DMs Monster of the Week. So yeah, we'll do it. Anyway, tell me about these Dan ghosts. Yeah, I thought it would be kind of interesting to find out more about some of these, um, the more haunted and spooky parts of Hollywood. So we're going to talk about both Hollywood ghosts and cursed films. And um, we are going to get a little true crimey when we talk about cursed films, just so we know if true crime isn't your bag. Um, that's where that territory is going to kind of be, just because of the nature of it, just so you know. But it is really interesting and quite spooky. So because there are a number of films with a suspected curse surrounding them. Uh, many of them horror movies, but also many films of other genres. Um, curse films because of things that befell unto the actors and crew, either while the movie was filming because of the content or after the movie came out. 
um, that many films have a curse following them. And one of the non-horror movies examples of this is The Conqueror, which came out in I thought it was going to be The Little Rascals. No, it was The Conqueror, which came out in 1956. Uh, have you ever seen the movie where John Wayne plays Genghis Khan? I've never been happier to say no. Yeah, don't. You don't have to. You I'm not going to. Don't. don't watch it. Um, it's off. It's not only often ranked one of the worst films in the 1950s, but just one of the worst films just period ever. terrible. Great. But famously, 220 people who worked on this film, uh, of the 220 people that worked on the film, 91 oh of God. them or 46 percent of the cast <laughs> uh, developed cancer in their lifetime. Uh, the director. Oh, what do you think okay. is going to happen? <laughs> no, I, I thought. First, you said 210 or 220. Sorry, that and was I the thought, number of people that's that worked a, on the film. I thought that was a bit, that's a large death toll. But uh, 46% also very much not good. But uh, a lot of people, a lot of people die of cancer. Yeah, so we're going to talk about this in okay, a okay. second. Um, but so uh, the director, Dick Powell, uh, died of cancer in January 1963, stars John Wayne, Susan Hayward, and Agnes Moorhead all died of cancer in the 1970s. And at first, this was chalked up to tobacco use amongst the cast and crew, uh, very common on film sets and everywhere in the 1950s yeah. before people thought cigarettes were bad. Um, yeah. Somebody how- should tell the the people of NYU Tish drama yeah. that cigarettes are bad. <laughs> and it's debated on whether or not, and it's continue uh, continues to be debated um, on like how big of a statistic this actually is, because it's a pretty big from this sample size. Like according to doctors in the 1950s, in a sample size of this many people, you'd only expect around 30 to develop cancer in their lifetime. Um, so it is a hmm. pretty higher number. And this yeah. Is um, yeah, I, yeah, I'd expect that those numbers are a bit different today. But yeah. Yeah. Um, so people think that the film was just so terrible that it went on to be cursed. You make bad art, you get cancer. Um, you do a whitewash, that's what happens. So part uh, the, the, the true story behind this is that parts of this film were shot in Utah, as close as 137 miles away from uh, Nevada National Security Site. Oh which my was, God, uh, the nukes. Yeah, which was home the to nukes. 11 above ground nuclear weapons tests in 1953. Oh, my God. Now, the filmmakers were aware of the tests, but the federal government assured them that it posed no health risk. Yeah, sure. Um, Now, it's debated as to whether or not this is actually what caused um, these people to develop cancer, because, like, they're all dead now and you can't really prove it now. And Um, they all died of cancer. Like, 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 you can't really prove it I'm pretty sure cancer is, like, the third most common cause of death after Mm -hmm. Like heart disease and then something else. Mm-hmm. Some, like, yeah, uh, something like that. But so reportedly, producer Howard Hughes felt so guilty not only about the film's quality, but because of the conditions that he pulled all reels from circulation until Universal Pictures purchased the film rights uh, from his estate in 1973. Um, and it's honestly unable to be confirmed whether or not this was the cause of this like cancer epidemic amongst the cast. But many people say that it was just so awful that it got cursed. Yeah, I mean, don't make bad art. That's um, the, <laughs> them's the rules. Um, so one of the most kind of, if we're going into horror movie territory, one of the most prolific, uh, there's two, basically, the most prolific cases of, like, a cursed horror film, uh, Rosemary's Baby and The Exorcist. Uh, we'll talk about okay. Rosemary's Baby first, which came out in 1968. Um, automatically cursed because Roman Polanski directed it. Um, oh, gross. Enemy of the podcast. Yeah. Um, however, it's thought that how overtly satanic 
this film was um, and the Ira Levin novel it is based on led to it becoming cursed. Um, okay. And of course the devil was pissed. Yeah. The devil's course. like, hey, I'm I'm just a nice dude and you're depicting me like this. Um, this film Curse. centers around June 6, 1966 or 6666 uh, as this was the year and the month the Church of Satan was first being established in San <gasps> Francisco. And Time Magazine famously published a cover asking, is God dead? It's one of the greatest Time Magazine covers of all time. And they've tried to repeat it over and over and over. And it's never worked. Like, I cannot believe that this cover came out in the 19s. I can believe it came out in the 1960s. But like, can yeah. you imagine if they had published the cover in the past five years? Yeah, I mean, again, like they have tried. It would be like, insane. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure God is Dead was on one in like in the past few years. But the thing is, it's not as relevant anymore, and also they're not as like like prolific in either the journalism world, the like pop culture world at large, or even the design world. Like people aren't talking about Time Magazine covers anymore. Yeah, um, but- which is a shame. This is also obviously smack in the middle of like satanic panic uh, in the United States. So, yeah, um, or at least the music satanic panic. Um, So, of course, this movie kind of added fuel to the satanic fire, as it were. Um, And after the film's release, several unfortunate and tragic fates began to fall upon the cast and crew. Um, in 1968, composer Christoph Kameda was roughhousing at a party when he fell down uh, and fell into a four-month coma, which was the uh, exact same fate that in the novel befalls on Rosemary's suspicious friend. I, I, I'm starting to think that I'm going to be diagnosed with late-onset dyslexia because I was reading that in the in the outline and I saw it as fell into a, a four-mouth coma. I honestly I was, also read that. <laughs> I was picturing like a sarlacc pit. <laughs> he fell down and at the bottom of the stairs in this lovely Hollywood Hills home was just a big mouth and it gobbled him up. Um, and then in um, April 1969, producer William Castle, my personal hero here of this podcast, Love him. Um, was stricken with severe kidney stones. And while delirious in the hospital, he began to hallucinate several scenes from the film, reportedly crying out, Rosemary, for God's sake, drop the knife. Um, And he made a very narrow recovery. Now that tracks just because of how long films can take to produce and the kind of stress put on a producer like William Castle. Yeah. He's just like... Oh God! Oh, the movie. Uh, it also much that, William Castle. It, it also makes a lot of sense that if you're like making a movie in the '60s and you're probably not drinking enough water and you're probably smoking too many cigarettes, that you're gonna get kidney stones. Yeah. Like that is not a curse. That is poor. That is poor hydration, my friend. Um, and of course, in late 1969, Polanski's girlfriend Sharon Tate was uh, murdered in the Manson family murders, and then rumors. Uh, flew around that Polanski had given up his girlfriend as a blood sacrifice for continued success in Hollywood. That's wild that people just like just said, said that, that about a person. It's uh, like horrendous. just for like like Roman Polanski is a bad dude yeah, for dude. a myriad of reasons. But I wouldn't say that he did a blood sacrifice. Like like it's obviously the weird thing is that today we have like weirder conspiracies. Like we've briefly t- touched on QAnon, but like mm-hmm. QAnon, some people believe that. Uh, like Democrats drink the blood of children uh, and and their adrenochrome and all that stuff. But at least that's like a bizarre, like on the fringe conspiracy. And we all know it's crazy. There were just people saying that Roman Polanski sacrificed, once sacrificed his girlfriend. Horrible. 
like and that's the thing about uh, specifically this episode too that i don't want to make light of like these actual terrible things that oh, happened to these not. actual people and that it's crazy that right after this happened people were saying stuff like this because yeah, part- of how satanic rosemary's baby was yeah and part of the reason we like talk about stuff like this on the podcast is like we're pretty much all in agreement that there are like when we were talking about the the cancer rate that there probably are like totally sane reasons for why this stuff happened but the fact that people talk about it today and did talk about this stuff especially these tragedies so quickly after they happened as if it was a curse like as if as if yeah. like tragedy didn't befall people because the world is unfair and horrible stuff happens for no reason at all they were like no it's probably a curse no yeah. those people pissed off satan and like That's and some did. of some of the connections to rosemary's baby are kind of eerie and spooky for example oh like, yeah as we know um at the Manson family murders, uh, the words Helter Skelter were written at the crime scene, um, the Beatles song. Um, and then 12 years later, John Lennon was assassinated across the street from the Dakota where Rosemary's Baby was filmed. Yeah, which is that's kind of like how that's like uh, eerie. Yeah, it's like the Lincoln Kennedy links, like how uh, uh, Lincoln had a assistant named Kennedy and Kennedy uh, had sex with an assistant in the back of a Lincoln. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sure. That's a, I think that's a John Stewart joke. I don't know where that's from. <laughs> um, so the Catholic Church would use all of this information to demonize the film and then prove that it was demonic. Uh, they gave it the rating of C for condemned. They gave it a rating of C because they thought it was pretty okay, like not a D, but not quite a I D. I do wish the Catholic Church continued to rate movies, like not just satanic movies. Oh, can you imagine? What the Zoomers would do to them on Twitter. Yeah, it would be bad. You know? Um, and Ira Levin, who wrote the book, uh, said that he had never really believed in ghosts, demons, or curses. But after these incidents began to occur, admitted that he was pretty terrified. You best start believing in ghost stories. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the other kind of very, very, very famous case of um, of um, cursed film in Hollywood is The Exorcist, 1979. Um said to be dangerous not only for the cast and crew but for the audience watching the film Ooh. so um linda blair who played reagan the one who gets possessed uh, suffered a long-term yeah. back injury while filming because of um the part in the movie where she's like thrashing around in the bed the mechanism right. failed and it kind of like yeah. whiplashed her um yeah as did uh ellen burston who played reagan's mother also suffered a back injury it still bothers her today um the part mm. where she gets like tossed against the wall yeah, uh, like the the thing you see in the film is her like injury on camera, which is crazy that we do that. Like, that's not the only movie where that happens where they. Keep yeah, it the, happens uh, in uh, Boromir broke his foot in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, uh, the the scene where he kicks the helmet and screams the scream that happens is because he broke his foot. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy during that, that, that those in. Yeah, it's also wild that just like giving kind of giving a guy a kidney stone because you're stressing him out so much with this movie like they probably didn't give the stunt people and therefore the actors enough time to prep in a way that would have been repeatedly safe for however many takes they did. Yeah, exactly. Um, and when so- you're when your spooky move, when your spooky podcast becomes a pro labor podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there was also a fire on uh, the first version of the set that burned down most of it, except for Reagan's room that remained Ooh, I like untouched. That. 
Very yeah, good. It's pretty spooky. Um, and then on top of that, there was a man uh, who played a nurse, like a background extra in the film, uh, who killed a reporter before The Exorcist was even released. Um, I think that's the thing where, like, that didn't happen because of the curse. That's what made the film yeah. cursed. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. It's like yeah, because again, that's the kind of thing where, like, you would be in in court, and like, I would be like, I killed that woman because it was a cur- it was cursed. Yeah. Um. The biggest uh, curses surrounding The Exorcist, however, came after the movie was released. Um, many people like famously had physical reactions to seeing The Exorcist, including vomiting and fainting. Uh, one woman blamed uh, her miscarriage on the film. There was another woman who fainted and then broke her jaw on the, the, the floor of the theater and then sued the filmmakers oh because she had fainted. Like people were it was pretty wild in The Exorcist theaters. Um, wow. The Catholic Church claimed that playing the film through a projector was basically an invitation for demonic possession. I mean, they might be right there. <laughs> like, like that's fair that you like bring up the fact that we project that we're like physically projecting this thing through a lens. Like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Like, uh, I then, mean, I'm I'm anti most of those. But like like dealing with a miscarriage like has to be like one of the hardest things any mm-hmm. person carrying a baby would have to go through ever. So if that woman wants to blame this tragedy on a, on a film, do it, girl. Like, do like, yes, it's the film's fault. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, if that's what you need, good for like, yeah. Yeah. Whatever you need. Um, And poor Linda Blair received so many death threats from like evangelical Christians after the film came out that she had to hire personal bodyguards. Um, And also during the film's Italian premiere in Rome, uh, lightning struck a cross on top of a nearby 400-year-old church. Hell yeah, brother. That's sick as hell. Hell yeah. The devil did that because he thought it would look cool. (laughs) Hell yeah, brother. Um, and, uh, there's a lot of other cursed, uh, films that we could talk about. The Poltergeist franchise being pretty notable as being cursed because of, um, a lot of the deaths of a lot of the performers, uh, in that, those movies. Um, and also The Omen, uh, was believed to be cursed because of its satanic content. The Crow, because, um, somebody died on set. Um, and of course the Superman curse, um, yeah. which is And like, the Little Rascals. What happened to Little Rascals? All the ki- all the actors of the original Little Rascals died of like terrible things. Oh no! I was I wasn't joking. I didn't know <laughs> about that like, one. That didn't come yeah. up. <laughs> um, and yeah, of course the Superman curse, which is like the past. I mean, not all the past uh, Supermans, but several of them um, have unfortunately died under strange circumstances. But like, there are yeah. so many of them uh, that I would like to move on to some more like the hauntings of Hollywood past. Um, like Let's Hollywood ghosts and stuff. So um, it's like, like you said, Hollywood's old. So people see ghosts in Hollywood all the time. Anyway, yeah, and I think it's it's not just the fact that Hollywood is old, but it's also that like Hollywood probably has the highest density of people. A lot of people know, like, like okay, obviously yeah, yeah. in a place like like New York, you have like a lot of ghosts. And they're just like people, right? They're just like ghosts of whatever. But in Hollywood, like if you see a ghost, you're going to be like, that is Mr. Hollywood. That's <laughs> that one is Gene Kelly, you know? Yeah. Um, but one of the most uh, spotted celebrity ghosts is Marilyn Monroe. Um, uh, yeah. After her I could death, get up on a soapbox. I could talk for hours. She's I love her. But um, after her death in 1962, many people claim to see her at the home where she died. Um, also on a bench at Santa Monica Pier. Um, and according to celebrity ghost tour host Scott Michaels, quote, at almost every lady's room in town. That's good. 
I like that. I Good do for like her. that she, for her. But like, yeah. I didn't think ghosts would have to use the ladies' room. But I also like the idea that like she was just in every ladies' room to make sure that the ladies like she was just like, yeah, hey, you look great. That's nice. Like she was just checking it out. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, people also claim to see a pink mist at her crypt in Westwood Village Memorial Park, which they believe to be her. Um, okay. I don't know what More other- More of a ex- ghost of Elle Woods. I, I don't know what other explanation for pink mists there would be. Uh, you know? Uh, other than ghost? Know, Kirby might have been around. <laughs> the only thing I could find is that people often go to her crypt and they'll kiss like her, her headstone with like red lipstick. Um, mm. I don't know if that So like if any- there's mist- if like there's fog and condensation, maybe some of the is that how science that doesn't make works? It, I, I, that's probably how science works. Because then it's possible, if not potentially. Ghosts. Wait, does this mean we can't kiss tombstones anymore because of the pandemic? Because I really wanted <laughs> Why, to kiss. You've been, uh, you've been kissing. You've been kissing headstones. <laughs> well, no, I haven't been able to yet, and now I might not ever get to. Because who's the guy? Uh, Oscar Wilde. People kiss his yeah. tombstone in France, mm-hmm. and I wanted to do that because I, I love that guy. Love to do that. Um, other notable ghosts spotted in Hollywood are um, OG sex icon Rudolph Valentino, um, Ooh. who uh, he is often spotted at his Beverly Hills mansion or at the Knickerbocker, which is kind of a very famous like Hollywood uh, yeah. like, nightlife spot. Um, also, Elvis Presley, who. Uh, well, he's not dead. Yeah, that's the thing. If you ask him, people it's just Elvis. could potentially not be dead. But then, OK, yeah. so if you didn't believe that Elvis was dead. And then you saw a ghost of Elvis. Would you go, A, oh, Elvis must be dead. That's his ghost. Or B, that's a ghost of somebody else who looks exactly like young Elvis. That's a death. That's that's a dead Elvis impersonator who I just happened to see. That would be more of a Vegas mood, like a Vegas ghost, I feel like. Oh, yeah. Saw the ghost of Elvis. What is um, <laughs> it? Um, what, what are the Vegas ghosts like? Oh, I like the idea of like a ghost thing set in Vegas because then you have like showgirls with the big headdresses yeah. and uh, like that's good. I like that. <laughs> that is good stuff. Good um, stuff. And also one of the most famously haunted kind of spots in um, Hollywood is the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel. It is a historic hotel. It is the oldest continually running hotel in Hollywood, uh, having originally opened in 1972, 1972, 1927, rather. It has to be a lot older mm. than that. Uh, it's located on the Walk of Fame across the street from Grumman's Chinese Theater. So if you've ever seen that theater, then you've seen the hotel. It is right across the street. Um, it has had many famous guests, including uh, Marilyn, who lived at the hotel for two years while she was filming. Uh, Montgomery Clift, Errol Flynn, Charlie Chaplin, Mary Martin, Shirley Temple, F. Scott Fitzgerald. All those people have stayed at the Roosevelt. They don't all haunt the Roosevelt. They've all stayed there. They're all there. All their ghosts are there. They're just hanging out. F. Scott Fitzgerald is pissed off because the great Gatsby just entered the public domain and he's not happy about it. <laughs> it's ours now. Um, however, it is also pretty darn haunted. Uh, notable sightings at the Roosevelt include uh, children playing in hallways uh, mystery guests swimming in the pool after hours. Um, one repeated one is a pianist in a white suit and quote very old shoes who uh, plays on the mezzanine. Don't know how you Piano tell the player shoes, shoes are old never the worn. Ghost. Yeah, <laughs> the whole ghost I, is old. I like. I thought when I first read that in the outline that the the ghosts that people see are children playing in the hallways, mystery guests in the pool, a pianist in a white suit, 
and very old shoes. Like very old <laughs> shoes were one of the ghosts as they just saw some spectral loafers walking around. Um, Marilyn is also often spotted at the Roosevelt uh, specifically. So she purchased this full length mirror for herself that um, she put in her room that um, after she she moved out, they moved into the basement for a little while and then they like rediscovered it in like the 60s through 70s and then put it in the lower lobby. Um, and there was a housekeeper that reported she was like moving to the lower lobby and then she saw a reflection of a like sad looking blonde woman in the mirror. So she turned around to ask if she could help and there was nobody there. Nobody there. Whoa. Uh, and people also often report uh, seeing Marilyn in there like primping, fixing her makeup, um, which is pretty cool. Um, and also Montgomery Clift is often spotted in or around room 928. Uh, where he stayed while he filmed From Here to Eternity. Uh, past residents and people who have stayed in this room have reported Cliff ringing the phone incessantly, uh, blaring the radio, turning the heat up to over 100 degrees for some reason. Okay. Uh, and also practicing the bugle for his role in the film. I like that a lot. Um, he and turns the heat up to 100 to because he's so cold. Because he's a ghost. Oh, that's fair. Because he's a ghost. So, um, yeah. Some have even said that um, he they've been shoved out of bed by who I guess they assume to that's be Montgomery rude. Clift. Yeah, that could just be any old ghost. I that don't think would Montgomery would do that. If I woke up, like if I was staying in room 28 and I was fell asleep and then I woke up and I was on the floor, my first thought definitely wouldn't be that darn Montgomery Clift. You shoved me out Dang of bed it, Montgomery. last night. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I don't know why that specifically made me think, well, what would I think if I woke up in the <laughs> middle of the night on the floor? Out of bed by a ghost? I guess I just think I would I rolled out of bed, I guess. I mean, that's anyway, also what I, I've never woken up on the floor. I don't think. Well, you got to try it. Say, if I did, I don't remember it. Um, I don't think I've ever woken up on the floor. I've woken up on my way to the floor because like the oh, feeling okay. of like falling. Yeah. I've woken up uh, oh, like you woke up feeling like you were falling or you woke up half no, off the bed. I woke up half off. the okay. Like I, I, I would like roll in my sleep and then as i was rolling off the bed you get that oh god feeling and that's what would wake me up yeah yeah i don't think i move in my sleep although i do have that sleep app it's like uh um what's it the uh, sleep sleep alarm app that yes yeah, cycle that records you while you sleep and i didn't um to see if you like snore and stuff and then it deletes it uh-huh. i know which is kind of freaky but i didn't think i moved in my sleep until i heard i like listened back because they were like oh you moved here and it's i guess me in bed with my covers like like oh my god like flipping over or something like very i've, I've never listened to the recordings it could be maybe there's a ghost in your room i um ezra and i have uh ezra for many years is like like in college would have his roommate like write down what he said in his sleep or the other way around mm-hmm. the other night ezra was sleeping and i get up very early for work usually around 4 30 and i woke up and usually he'll like wake up and say good morning or whatever but this this day, I got out of bed, and he turned over, and he said very clearly to me, he said, investigate milk crimes. <laughs> and then he went back to sleep. But did you? You know, I didn't. I, I didn't investigate the milk crimes, because as far as I was concerned, I didn't do any milk crimes. And what other, like, if he's talking about milk crimes in our apartment, the only people doing milk crimes, like, if it's not me. It's only one okay, other person. So. so if anybody's doing milk crimes, it's Ezra. Or it's a ghost. That's all I'm saying. Or it's a ghost. We already talked about there's a ghost in there's a ghost in my apartment. The ghost could be doing I don't know crimes. his name yet. But yeah, I just wanted to give you a little taste of the um the haunted things that might uh await you when you move to California. When I move out. Yeah. Yeah. 
Just I'm excited. I'm I'm excited to see all those ghosts. Yeah. All those ghosts. You get get ready for me, Los Angeles ghosts. I'm a coming. Anyway, thank you for listening to this episode of Great American Scream. If you enjoyed, please leave a rate and review if you're on iTunes or follow us if you're on Spotify. You can also tell your friends about the show. It's the best way to spread the word. Also, uh, we have a Patreon at patreon.com slash greatscreampod. We have tons of cool rewards for you, including some stickers that are going out as we speak. Adam, can you pimp our social medias, please? Yes, you can follow us on Facebook at The Great American Scream or more frequently on Twitter and Instagram at Great Scream Pod. Um, Killing it with the tweets. <laughs> send us. Um, if, you have, if you've been to Hollywood and seen a ghost, please tell us. And also. Um, oh, my God. Yes. If uh, you know of any other cursed films or other spooky Hollywood happenings, uh, tweet it at us or uh, post using the hashtag TGAS. And as always, if there is something that you would like to hear about on the show, please post it, uh, tweet it at us, share it with us, because your uh, suggestion may become a topic for a future episode. Yes. A special thank you goes out to Michael Segudo, who does the disclaimer at the start of the show, as well as to Stevie Viola, who does the music. You can find him on YouTube at Stevie Viola. Also, Thank you so much to our current patrons. Thank you to Ben, Eric, Casper, Bree, Gail, Joyce, Brucker, Melinda, and Chris. At some point, we will only be thanking people uh, who are at the uh, $10 a month level or higher. Uh, just just a fair warning to any of our, but any of our friends who are below that. But for now, you all get to hear but your for, beautiful names. But for now, everybody's in there. Yeah, and thank you again. We said it last week, but uh, we just reached our first milestone, which was 100 bucks a month. It really means a lot uh, that we are able to, you know, pay for the hosting for this show and also help it grow and all that stuff. It's so exciting. Thank you so much. I've been Devin Wright. I've been Adam O'Connell. And hopefully you have been spooked uh, in the great why the great wild west to hollywood <laughs> show showbiz i don't know any song do you know any songs from la la land but don't let him push you out of bed because you know that's not it's not safe, safe.